<laughs> well, my favorite part of the, I basically had that at, at some point when we were doing the old podcast years ago, I, uh, had so many, we used to do like Ben in Zurich and then like play a clip of Ben. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. I had, it, if you think cutting down to like just a good yeah. intro bite is, just is a good, complete non-sequitur. to just get one non sequitur uh, sound bite is so funny. So I basically <laughs> had like a soundboard for each of you guys, and yeah. it was so fun. Oh, <laughs> those I mean, were great too, oh, listening to those great. things. In the height of the Cold War in the 1950s, the CIA trained dogs to smell shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of Ben's. That was one of mine? Yes. <laughs> I have most of them memorized because I had to play them so many times. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, well. I'm into Hitler. <laughs> yeah, there were a bunch of those that like, wait. Yeah, they were uh, very much out of context. Something about Corey being a porn star, but he has to wear shoes. Uh, <laughs> just wear yeah, rubber shoes or something. Hey, just, yeah, now that we're recording, I don't have to wear shoes. toenails or something. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. Just butt naked, but with shoes on. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. Or, as they call it, when I, any, anything butt naked, but then like one... Really, one article of clothing. I guess that could be a good question. What's the best one article of clothing? But when you do shoes uh, and a shirt, uh, the, the Winnie the Pooh style. Actually, no, that would just be a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Shirt cocking? Yeah. So, like, but okay, naked, Winnie but, the hey, Pooh around is called shirt cocking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone we know that's like, oh, I was shirt cocking at uh, Burning Man and I got a really bad... Bur-. I was like, wait, stop, what? <laughs> Even like Winnie the Pooh around. something to the effect of, uh, what's a story about a foreign country that you heard from someone okay. else who's lived there, worked there, uh, traveled there? So, um, I, I work in a multicultural team, right? Do you have more intro, uh, Corey, about, like, what kind of, like, where the background came from, or? Over to you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I've, I've worked in, uh, Switzerland, um, I worked with people from all over the place, um. Uh, Russia, Poland, France, Italy, Germany, the UK. I worked with people from China, from lots of different countries. Um, and this was like a common dinner kind of conversation. Like what's life like in your country or what are some stories? Um, so that's maybe champing at the bit to do it. But, um, some of the things that I, I really remember. So, uh, there were a couple of Russian people in the office. Um, and lots of the stories are, yeah, it's pretty much just like where you live, but, um, one thing that's kind of strange, um, I guess in Russia, uh, TV watches you. It's kind of strange, I guess. Um, we had, uh, lots of, there were Chinese people too. Um, and yeah, we would talk about what life I've been to China as well. Um, in China, it's important, uh, that you don't leave your Coke unguarded. Um, <laughs> turns out how many of uh, these do you have they don't exactly it's not like a roofie thing but they might pee in it it's a kind of a thing it's a bit of a joke yes exactly i like to play jokes but that one i'm not i'm not really on board with that one did um, you look up a bunch of these are you reading off a list my polish colleagues um <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things that they do inefficiently 
um, that you just think, I mean, God, but I mean, it's, it's their culture. So it's oh not like God. I'm going to say you don't I have knew- to turn the ladder that the guy is on to make the light bulb. You could just go up and turn the bulb. Mm. But it's like, I heard I about know. their submarine tragedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry for their loss. Yeah. Well, the, I know their space program. They wanted to send a rocket to the sun at night because, you know, that well, way it'd they be could, cooler then. Yeah. They could be cooler. And I thought about it. It's like, that doesn't really make sense. Interesting culture. Yeah. You know, yes. Yeah, the rich history. It's the time zone. Yeah. So that was my contribution. I mean, I, I just, there, there were lots of little things, but. I'm surprised with, and I don't, this isn't my bit, but I'm surprised that for China you didn't mention that their um, vaginas are sideways. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? What? I have not, that I get the very racist thing yep. that you just said. That's, that's, uh, that's the thing. Wow. Okay. Have you actually what? heard that? Or? No, I've heard that as a. Uh, racist uh, um, joke uh, of sorts. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, we were what evolutionary that, right? purpose would this serve? <laughs> yeah. Racism? <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that worked. That did it for me. That's a mm-hmm. good answer. Circle gets a square. Yeah. Um, okay, I can try some non- uh, Knock knock jokes slash non uh, racist uh, groups. So, I dare you to be not racist. It's <laughs> gonna be really see if you can hard. thread this We're needle. We're talking about other countries. <laughs> uh, I was kind of curious though. Like it is fairly broad and of just like a story from someone from another country, and um, so I was trying to get you. I won't. I won't say your example if you're going to use it, but I was trying to get at, like, the example you gave was kind of like, ah, what a what an interesting kind of, like, twist on culture, and mm-hmm. I couldn't really um, think of any that, like, really stuck out. I have uh, some good... F- I met... When I was living in Dayton, I met some friends from Argentina, and I really enjoyed, like, uh, getting to know them and their family and their traditions and cultures, but nothing really stuck out. Um, so all that... So I had kind of ended up on like here's I could have a couple of quick hitters on some of the um people that I've met in different countries that I've have that I found interesting or that had some like uh interesting tales but not really like probably what you were intending so um when I was in Czech Republic uh, or Czechia, Czechia, as it is, uh, as they would known, like to be called, as they'd like to be called. <laughs> yeah, nice well. try. Don't be racist. That's like the fat kid in school wanting to be called tiny. <laughs> <laughs> well, did the fat kid want to be called tiny, or is that what one of them did. imposed on him? <laughs> uh, so, anyways, he, so Aaron, and I went to Prague, and doing a little research ahead of time. Um, we found this guy's blog about like what to do in, in Prague and it was the like Prague blog, Prague blog, it was really, it had this like amazing dry sense of humor cause it was just a, it, it wasn't really like a, it wasn't intended to, uh, make money. It wasn't a for-profit or commercial site. It was just like a dude going like, here's my dry sense of humor. I live in Prague. And so, like, one of the things you click on was, like, where to get a haircut. And it was, like, why would you want to get a haircut while you're on vacation? Maybe this is something you should have done before you came. <laughs> like, uh, th- this seems odd, you know. Like, So, anyways, 
we did find it pretty helpful. And then uh, when we got to Prague, we emailed the guy and we're like, hey, we're in uh, we're in Prague. Want to get dinner? And he was like, this seems odd, but um, OK. So anyways, we met up with him. Really, really awesome dude. And uh, he showed us how, like we were like you order the meal, all the traditional, the most traditional things, uh, including like many shots of this dark liqueur, uh, of it's or something like that. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, what I found the interesting story from him though, I was like interested in the history of Czechia and, uh, he talked about, you know, life under communist rule and just how horrible it was and, and pretty well universally recognized by, uh, the citizens to be a, an awful time. They come out of communism, but he talked about how like time uh, and in distance, you know, we tend to remember the good things and forget the bad. And he talked sure. about how his parents and his um, like parents-in-law, like there's a real, especially in the rural parts of Czechia, there's a real like nostalgia for communism and like, well, Hey, we all had jobs, didn't we? And, and they're uh-huh. like starting to completely come back to that. And he's, you know, like, do we need to talk about like the firing squads or the quality of like all these things? But, um, it really stuck out to me that like people who lived through it, even, even still your memories fade. And he's just like that there's a real nostalgia and people and political leaders are starting to play up on that. And, um, uh, so I, I thought that was Shit, really interesting. Look what we're doing that here, though, too. It's a that's a global kind of a phenomenon oh, of, of yeah, going yeah, back yeah. to a lot of old right wing things. In everybody, okay, not everybody, but a lot of people do that. They might remember an old girlfriend or boyfriend, and then like that you've broken up with, but then you think like, oh, but remember all those good things because we we remember the good times um, and forget the bad stuff till you get back there again. So yeah, yeah, for sure. No, we all do, and we do that about. Uh, I feel like. I, I, I was once at a funeral, I won't say for who or whom, but we only ever think of all the good things when someone dies and you can't, you can't be like, this guy was kind of an asshole, you yeah. know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. um, oh, but, but what about these great things or what, that, what about that time, you know, and it's like, but yeah, shouldn't that's it be true. opposite? Like, like when, <laughs> this when they're alive, shouldn't it be like, hey man, I really appreciate this about you. This is really good. I've got a whole notebook of shit for when you're dead. Uh, when you're dead like, exactly, exactly. I like that. Barry owed me two fifty for stamps. <laughs> yes, still mad about it. <laughs> We're burying Rich with his bad smell and gambling habit. <laughs> Thank fucking yes, God. Exactly. Done dealing with it. Stay off key, Rich. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, he said that the price of stamps went up so that he didn't actually owe me as much because it, it's, <laughs> he was confused. We argued about it a lot. It's, yeah. we never, we never settled that. But that's the catharsis. And you can, yeah. like, you know, as you shovel a load of dirt onto the grave, like, yeah, that's right, Rich. <laughs> Boy, Rich had a rough one. Um, um, so I have, uh, I'll do like two other quick stories and, um, one was when we were in Thailand, uh, we did a day trip to go do this hike in the mountains, uh, slash jungle and all this kind of thing. And our driver, uh, that day, his name was Ud, O-U-D. He is someone I try to think about as much as I can because he was, you know, the kind of people that just have this pure happiness that they just like 
always mm-hmm. radiate and you, mm-hmm. and for someone who's just like a cynical misanthropic asshole who's like how how do you do that like i give me like an ounce of that right yes. and Corey, you know another person you may, that that i think of all the time to try to like make myself more positive or try to be like that is um when we bailed hey uh yeah uh there was this guy named i think dick schnipke this old man gray hair um we we're just using his barn, but he would slowly mm-hmm. like walk his way over to the the wagon while we were working, and just beaming smile, huge smile, c- could not help but smile, and kind of like would would touch a bale or two and kind of help. But it was like just pure joy. And I'm like, I remember at that time you're sweaty, the people that you're working with are complete assholes, flicking cigarettes at you and that kind of thing. And I'm like, this job sucks, fuck this. And he's just like, isn't life beautiful, you know? So, anyways. I think of him a lot, and this guy, Ood, <laughs> he was just pure joy, and it was very much from, like, a Buddhist perspective of, like, respecting all life and all people and all things, and and I saw a lot of that in Southeast Asia, but um, getting to spend a whole day with this guy, he just has this huge smile on his face, and he's, um, if and when I talk like him, I'm doing an impersonation of him specifically and not an accent, because I'm, I don't know how I can't do a Thai impersonation. So I'm, I'm, this is my warning that this is not racist. I'm not, <laughs> You're not allowed to hate me. A Thai accent. <laughs> oh, yes. My racist ears are pricked. But Go he had on. this really thin, like thin high voice that, uh, everything was like a big proclamation. So he was like, welcome everybody to my tour to show you my beautiful country. And, so he he was driving this van with like ten of us in, and he's staring at the rearview mirror, giving a loud proclamation. Everybody, I want you to know, I drive very safely, very <laughs> safely. Uh, it, he's like, it's like eyes on the road, eyes on the road. <laughs> but uh, the thing that I love the most, though, we we get to this park. We're, we're on this hiking trail and a big section of the trail is like a wooded plank, uh, over like rough area, kind of like a bridge, you know, and there's these caterpillars everywhere and he's leading the walk and he's, he's stopping every six inches, every couple feet to pick up every caterpillar that's on the walk. He picks it up, says, have a beautiful day. And he steps it aside and then he takes a couple more steps, stops Picks it up. Have a beautiful day. And hey, his, sorry I'm late for work. I found an anthill. Exactly. And he didn't want any of them to be accidentally get stepped on. Rude. And he just like wishes every caterpillar to have a beautiful day and like this loud proclamation. And there were From the caterpillar's them. perspective, a horrible and cosmic event in their life, of course, you know. I was walking and then, <laughs> and then I don't know, but I'm over here now. What the fuck? But anyway, but better well, you know, there's a caterpillar up. who's like, I looked at him and he just, I, he, you know, he he wanted to try and come up on me, yeah. but I just, I wouldn't let him have it. I wouldn't let him have any of it. He he ran away. Motherfucking company met me like, have a beautiful day. I'm like, what, bitch? I'm still here. Bitch, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm eating leaves. <laughs> Uh, pick and pieces then, of shit out of my stool bigger than you. Yeah, yeah. Motherfucker, pick me up. I shit all over his hand. <laughs> Tell you what, he does it again. I'm gonna grow some motherfucking wings and get right up in his face. Yeah, just, I'm gonna I'm gonna build myself a cage and live in it. Uh, so I anyways, got a cocoon. I don't need you. Uh, 
I don't know why both, I got so sassy. Both a rural American and a uh, Thai uh, Buddhist. Uh, I think of them a lot to try to make me have a better continence uh, about life. And then the last thing, um, I was thinking of people from other countries that I met. And when I lived in Dayton, um, right around the corner from me was a Mexican restaurant. And I became friends. That's how I met, kind of met the Argentinian family. But I became friends with most of the people that worked there. And they were from Mexico. And... <clears throat> Excuse me. This was like when I really, uh, so spent, I spent a lot of time with them and I really got to know a little bit about more just like their culture, but also like really casting in uh, light on like Mexicans coming to America for work. And so when you get to know them as people and get to know a little bit more of their backstory, what I found really interesting was the partly like the, I guess I'll say like the culture of where we're used to like things are on time and we have to do this and you plan the next step and then you plan your life. Um, when there's a lot more unknowns in your life, I think that leads to a, a, a broader sense of like, I don't know, are we doing it next week or three weeks from now? I don't Like there's no like real, um, there, uh, urgency to be so planned, which is really funny because the guy who I also lived with and who we also hung out with is the most anal on time, oh, everything yes. planned person in the world. So, uh, he, for example, he's, he's up, before five every day, he sent me a article about soccer at five eighteen um, in the morning on Friday, and I so I Whoa. wake up at like seven something. I'm like, what the hell is this? But anyway, so we would we would go play soccer with them. They'd be like, oh yeah, we're gonna go play soccer at ten o'clock on Saturday, and we'd be there at nine forty at the latest, you know, waiting and ten o'clock, ten thirty, eleven, and then they'd all start kind of like rolling in, you know, but. Um, it was so awesome to like play soccer with people who actually play soccer, you know, mm -hmm. then they would have cookouts and we'd go to their families, like their daughters, like birthdays in the park. And, and, um, they were cooking the most fucking amazing savory shit. And I'm like, why aren't you serving this in the restaurant? And they're like, ah, Americans aren't going to eat this. They want fucking tacos and burritos. <laughs> and was, mm -hmm. So anyways, I thought that was interesting, but the big picture thing that I learned again was like, um, that, that, all of them had come here um, to for searching for work. I'm going to assume, uh, because I know most of them for sure, uh, were here illegally. Um, what fascinated me was when the, the, main, the manager of the restaurant was like, hey, I'm going back home uh, to Mexico. And so we're like, cool, you're going to, like, uh, how long you'll be there? And he's like, I don't know. Because his... His, his thought is like, I'm going to go back. I don't know when I will be able to come back. Um, but he, so he left, went on vacation, uh, or he was calling it vacation. And like a couple of weeks go by, we're like, Hey, where's so-and-so? And like, I don't know. Haven't heard from him. He'll in his own time, you know? And mm -hmm. like, it was like four hmm. months later, he, he showed up back at the restaurant. He was fat as a hog. <laughs> he was like a skinny <laughs> dude. And he just, he, I think he viewed it as kind of like, He's constantly sending money back home, and I think that's what all of these people were doing was try to you know make a better life for themselves and their families. And um, he uh, he had made a good living here, and he was like, it's kind of like that oil rig worker who like I'm gonna risk my life for like three months and then drink that salary for you know nine <laughs> months and then have to start all over again. He he said he basically uh, he went back. He was like at that point, one of the richer people in town and he just like drank on the beach for like three months uh, <laughs> and, and just like lived as high as 
possible and then was like, okay, time to find my way back to America. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, a couple of them did talk about, like, their way into the country, which I, was just really interesting to hear their perspective. But, um, yeah, I think it's particularly myself and my friend that I was mentioning, like, having no idea that, like, oh, wow, most of the people who work at these restaurants um, are from are immigrants from other countries. And, like, when you hear... It, it, it was my first experience with um, the topic of illegal immigration firsthand. When you go, like, illegal immigrants, that sounds bad. Yeah, why would we mm-hmm. want that? But then you actually interact with people, understand their story, how what they have to go through and all these kinds of things. It was, like, uh, very eye-opening and, like, ah, yeah, we should figure out a better solution. Um, because, like, uh, it's not so simple as illegal immigrant bad or... I've got for a, sure. a wall. Yeah. In Europe, where they have the Schengen Agreement, um, you can move and work to other countries. It doesn't mean that you become a um, a German citizen if you have a job in Germany, but a French guy can have a job in Germany. You can mm-hmm. move there. You're allowed to do that. You pay the taxes. You do the stuff. And why the fuck not? Yeah. It doesn't mean that you have to be a citizen or something. It, and then this idea of that you're an illegal, like the, yeah. the names that you try to put on it to demonize it. It's like, what? Oh, yeah. They... they they showed up a little late to soccer, those fucking monsters, you know? Right. Um, I don't know. And that was it's like... just dumb racist bullshit. I think particularly my friend who's a little more conservative than me was like... It was really clashing ideas. Oh, it was like, yeah. oh, but but they're illegal? Fuck. But but I like these guys, you know? And it was like this it's real gonna like... It's going to be so hard. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be so oh, hard to keep them out. Be, I'm really going to miss you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> The hardest thing like I'm ever going to have to do is call ice on you. I like Which how it's a there done wasn't deal. ice back then, but that's another topic. In Ben's mind, he's like, "Well, they're fucked. That's a shame. We're starting. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the end goal." Grant, do you know any stories about a foreign place from people? Uh, well, uh, I meant to Are reach out again? to uh, to a friend of mine who had been to New Zealand, but I forgot to do that. So <laughs> uh, I could. I have, I have two options. Number one, I could tell you that uh in new zealand they are actually nocturnal uh they don't uh they sleep during the day mm-hmm. uh hanging upside down in <laughs> yes in their their homes or, or their roosts as as they call them down there <laughs> uh, is that how it's pronounced i've only yes, ever seen it written it's a, it's a roost roost uh, am i saying it right roost. yeah if you've watched uh i think the second season of flight of the concords they you see their roost but uh, anyway, so I could just make up stuff about New Zealand, or I could, uh, say that, uh, a relative of mine, uh, told me a story about how in, uh, Argentina, they said, uh, that, you know, one of the biggest differences between, you know, Argentina and America is that, well, in Argentina, we don't have nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is true. My friend Leo told me that we don't have nerds in Argentina. What and do they have? I, I loved it. Um, because to me, he's like, you guys have like nerds. Some, I don't remember exactly how it came up. He's like, we don't have those nerds in Argentina. And I was like, <laughs> oh, so it's a nerd free zone. <laughs> so wait, are you saying Argentina is just the coolest place or they just don't discriminate? You dump them over the mountain in Chile. Latin uh, Fonzes. Uh, Latin oh, Fonzes, every one of them. You tie up. There's yeah, a you, whole big bundle on top of a burrow and you slap its ass and get out of, <laughs> get out of country. Like you, you, you could not make a dime off a of, off the jukebox in, industry, you know. Like the, <laughs> no one's paying for jukeboxes in Argentina. That's why their economy is struggling. 
Yeah, it, it really it, it's a, it's really actually pretty <laughs> pretty uh, awful. I later like I got more info from him um, afterwards, like after the initial comment. What he meant was um, when you watch TV, there's Steve Urkel or mm. something like that, like whatever the modern day equivalent. Because just pick your show. Oh, The Big Bang Theory, borderline. And it's not racism, but it's whatever. Fuck it. It's garbage. If you listen and you like it, fuck you. Anyway. Um, <laughs> here, here. Uh, <laughs> I have a future topic, by the way, that we'll get into uh, about something like that. But a way to alienate some people. We got to thin the herd yeah. with all these, mm-hmm. with all these listeners. Half of uh, the band? Anyway. Yes, half of the band. But, yeah. a- anyway, what he meant was gotta like... Got to convince him to go solo. He's like, you know, when you see on TV these dorky people... like. How, why would you dress that way? Like who, like with the high water pants and the dump, like the mismatched crap and the stuff. He's like, no one looks like that in Argentina. We don't have this, cu- like who would be, yeah, people are awkward. Yes, people are dorky, but no one is that nerd clown kind of thing. Like there is, that doesn't happen. Um, maybe he's wrong, but I, I understand what he is saying with that. And yeah, it's a stereotype or a, like it's a caricature. Leo, I mean, we do have awkward people here too, but. We have no nerds in Argentina. It's always stuck out to me. <laughs> Sir, there are no nerds in Argentina. Yeah. Argentina. Well, we don't um, have those. Perish. Okay, so, have you ever been to Canada? No. Terrible uh, place. I was just curious if you had left the country, so obviously no. not. Um, hey, I, I didn't need to leave the country for this story. Ah, uh, uh, true, true. Okay, so... Um, we were having like an end-of-the-year party at uh, one of my daughter's friend's house. And it's all, it's all people from Russian-ish, uh, like, uh, Belarus and Kazakhstan. And I don't know where they are, but they're all close enough to where they know each other and get along. And it's a boisterous happening. If you've ever been to one, a, a mostly, uh, you know, Slavic, uh, shindig. It's loud and there's a lot of things happening. And this dude from Poland is trying to teach us, uh, uh, a tongue twister. And we're sitting around and we're drinking this really weird, uh, liquor. It's a super potent, uh, one of the family members, you know, some, it's someone's family's vintage. And so we're drinking this like potent liquor and we're playing a game. And the game is, I'll tell you one word of this tongue twister. <clears throat> we drink. I'll tell you the next word. We do them in a row. We drink. But if you mess up, we got to start at the beginning. And I was like, I'll just sip. I'm, I'm an adult. I don't need to, uh, uh, I don't need to play a drinking game anymore. But so he's teaching us this rhyme. And our hostess, who's just, just, she's this boisterous, fun person, and she just breaks down, and she just gets real sad, and she's like, I can't do this anymore. It reminds me of when I was a kid. She's like, you don't understand how shitty it is living next to Russia. Like, Russia <laughs> is the, she's like, I lived on the border of Russia, and it was just, it was fucking miserable. And we had a, we, we, we made this, this type of liquor. We, we made it here, and the donkey would eat the mash and get drunk. <laughs> And wander into Russia. <laughs> oh, God. And she's like, and she's like, I, like, you want to talk about a racist, uh, uh, voice? I could probably, like, you know, she's like, it's not funny when the, the donkey would go into Russia and then <laughs> at gunpoint they have to bring the drunken donkey back and he won't cross and we're not allowed over there. And so the soldiers oh, have God. to shout, we have to get, like, the mayor out to, 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 to talk to the, the soldiers and there's guns and I'm like, he's a, Scared young girl, and it sounded like tongue twisters to me. Uh, in Russia, they don't let donkey vote. Donkey can't even vote. They're but she's like, she's like, and rude to our donkey. <laughs> donkey uh, has to wear babushka. Um, but just like that was like, I was like, oh, that's a weird way to grow up. Like, 
Uh, drunk donkeys. Drunk donkeys uh, being returned at gunpoint by, <laughs> by the Russians. <laughs> and the mayor has to like argue, and she's like, I didn't understand the legalese, and it was like a, it was like a tongue twister. So she was like, you guys have to, we can't drink and do this because it reminds me of when I was a kid next to Russia and how <laughs> shitty Russia is. I thought that was a fun story. Like, is, I wasn't there, yeah. but I want to tell that story of a drunken donkey. <laughs> so there, there are a lot of stories that you hear and misconceptions and stuff. Um, I will say having worked in Germany, France, Switzerland, the UK, uh, those are the countries I've, no, and Netherlands and Belgium. Um, but Western Europe has a better quality of life than here. And people will try to, uh, frame it in a different way when they debate healthcare or whatever dumb political crap, but it's just true. There's a better work-life balance. Um, they get more vacation, they get a better maternity leave, um, healthcare and so on and so on. So just to, to throw that out there as the real bit. But let um, me ask you this. When was the last time your donkey got drunk? We're missing out. But my donkey never wandered into Russia. I see. I think that's an indiv- a matter of individual uh, beasts of burden. So you're yes. saying you, you're saying your drunk donkey wouldn't wander into Russia? Yes, it would have been a long wander from Switzerland. <laughs> it's a bold first of statement. all, but yes, they yeah. crossed the land bridge in As- As- Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very old donkey. It found the passage on a fishing boat. I, I love the, Story. like, harkening back to a simpler time when it's like, uh-oh, the town donkey got into <laughs> yeah, the mess. And, and the mayor has to solve the, the problem. <laughs> We're going to have to speak to the mayor about this. Like, I hope he had a like sash, the Grand Theft yeah, Auto, That is like, a sash-wearing mayor right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the Grand Theft Auto level of his donkey trouble was, like, at three stars at least, because it's like, oh, you're not going to talk your way mm-hmm. out of this one. You, you're going to have to get to the mayor on this one. We're going to have to wake up your parents and the mayor. <laughs> Donkey's been causing a lot of trouble. <laughs> mayor Kuloshov, the donkey is in Russia. Uh, <laughs> I'll get my sash. <laughs> <laughs> and they got to cool the donkey off for a couple days in the drunk tank, too. The dunk, like, till it's like, you're just staring at him. He's like, I know what I did. I'm sorry. It's like, you say that every time, donkey. You're not going to change. No, this it time w- I'll change. Yeah. It was a rough day at work with uh, with the, the uh, there's another drunk donkey, and I had to repair two chicken coops. <laughs> <laughs>